It's Friday night and the mood is right. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. TGIF. All right, welcome to week 131 of the Two Guys into Friday's podcast. My name is Stephen. That over there is Travis. I'm excited. Tonight is is GalaxyCon. Are you are you excited? Well, tomorrow's our night. Tonight is like the oh, first that's right. night. I keep thinking we're on Friday night, but we're on Saturday night. Tomorrow night is GalaxyCon. Tomorrow night's Galaxy. Saturday. Well, tonight is GalaxyCon, but tomorrow night is our show at GalaxyCon. So, uh, right, 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 right. Whether you're driving right now from like Utah just to come see us do the show live, like I know we had a couple people say they were, or um, flying in <laughs> from um, where those people say they were flying from, somewhere in Europe. From, from yeah. I don't know where. I, don't know. I can't remember Spain. Or think, if you're just, um, you know, just walking from VCU and coming over to check out the show. Whatever it is, we are doing the show Saturday night. This coming Saturday, like tomorrow, uh, at the Greater Richmond Convention Center. Get your tickets if you haven't got them. Hopefully you already got them because they're a lot cheaper if you get them in advance. But you can still get them at the door. Yeah. And uh, it's three awesome days. And one of those days is more awesome than the others because we will be doing the show live 8.15 p.m. room. I just told you the room and I already forgot it. 24 <laughs> e? A? 24 There's e? definitely an E. Oh, e man. I think it's E 143 A. <laughs> no way. That's totally wrong. Uh, it doesn't matter. Just yes, it does. When you get there, get a schedule. Of course it I think matters. it's A 24 No, it definitely e. starts with an E and it definitely ends with an A. <laughs> no, E is the end because that's no, the... No, 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 no. I don't feel good about that. Oh, I got it. I'm oh, pulling God. it up. Here it is. E twenty three A is the room number. Oh man, E twenty three A. That's off. the room number. Eight fifteen p.m. Uh, it's at the same time as the uh, cosplay contest. But you know what? If you've seen one cosplay contest, you've kind of seen them all. So just come over to uh, yeah E twenty three A. Check this out, or just come over to ours for the first hour. I mean, of the other thing, we'll be done in an hour. Then you can go over there when they actually pull the ones that are good. And put them on stage at the end. The you winners. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. see all of them anyways. So uh, do I mean, that. How many Harley Quinns and, yeah. and Mandalorians? Yeah. And what else? What, oh, we did this last year. What's going to be the most popular? Spider, spider Gwens and Spider Mans. And do you have a prediction? And, What's the most popular costume we will see this year at the con? Right now, let me think. Let me think. What's What's really popular right now? I mean, there's probably some stuff from that from that book of Boba Fett. I didn't watch it, so I don't know any of the characters, but. Something from that, maybe? Well, who's going to be there uh, that people might dress up as? Like Wasp, maybe? Power, or? Power Ranger. But yeah, I mean, Wasp is a good one. Evangeline Lilly, uh, one of the Power Rangers. I mean, they're doing a Power Ranger uh, cosplay meetup. So I don't know. How many Power Rangers are there uh, this year? Is it more than just blue? I don't know. I don't even know if I've seen Red. And Red is always at Richmond stuff because he's. I think he lives over in like... Isn't, somewhere. isn't Jason David Frank on like the committee or something? He's on the yeah, no, nah, he's with the other company, I think. I oh, think he's he a different just one. does Wizard World. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's Wizard World. That's right. Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, I mean it's he's probably not mad about it. He's doing uh, just fine. Might be some, I don't know, uh, man. I don't know who else I don't know who some else Ruby Soho uh cosplay. No? Maybe. Maybe. She's just there. walking around VCU. Hey, uh, yeah, do all that. Come out see us. Uh, Saturday night, 8.15 p.m., we will be there. And um, we're going to be doing three episodes. So 
today on this we're show we're going to be recording one episode well yeah, yeah doing talking about three episodes sure, sure 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 so let's go ahead and knock that out right now what are the three episodes that we will be talking about at galaxy con so if anyone wants to watch along with us they can be up to date they know all the hidden secrets of these episodes and they're ready to go for saturday night yeah so it is step by step season one episode 21 uh dinosaur season two episode 21 so the return of dinosaurs to tgif and then baby talk season two episode 21 which actually is uh hold on i think you is actually available on youtube um, so you can actually watch the baby talk uh and then know what we're talking about but also real quick on the on the dinosaurs because it's a little bit tricky on disney plus they have them out of order so if you're watching it on disney plus you actually want to look for the episode and the winner is that is episode 21 of season two that's the one we're going to be talking about not slave to fashion which is like the next in order if you're going in order and the winner is is that what you said and the winner is so that's the one we're going to be talking about okay that's the one we're going to be talking about it's out of order on disney plus don't know why don't care but um that's what we're gonna be looking for and like i said baby talk it's on youtube uh find it episode two season 21 Yeah, so that's what you want to watch if you're coming out uh, tomorrow. But today, uh, it's a whole week of reruns. So we've been promising it. We finally are getting to it. These are the last two episodes of Dinosaurs that aired outside of TGIF before Dinosaurs comes back uh, next week. Yep, yep, next week. So And it's a two-parter. It aired over two weeks, but we're going to talk about them both right now. Uh, Well, not right now. We've got some other stuff to do first. Well, in like a minute or two. Let's do the other stuff. All right. Keenan, thank you for uh, sending in that theme song this week. Yeah, Keenan, thank you. Uh, we do like to go and see what was going on in the world 30 years ago. And a couple of things that I pulled this week, uh, March 17th, 1992. This is when the uh, 18th annual People's Choice Awards aired. Uh, 18th annual. I can't believe it's that old. Um, yeah, it is. A uh, couple highlights. Favorite new TV comedy did not go to Billy. Sorry. Uh, Home Improvement was the winner that year. Um, favorite male TV performer. We won't say who that was. And um, Julia Robert. Oh, it was Bill it was, Cosby. I mean, he still won it. Yeah. Even, you know, he, he won a lot of things that, you know, favorite TV, can't take back. favorite TV comedy. Cosby Show. And uh, what Cosby show? Oh, that again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it looks like, uh, oh, look at this favorite female performer in a new TV series. Suzanne Summer, step Su- by step. There we go. There's our TGIF connection. So we got one. TGIF. Yeah, there we go. Um, a lot of good stuff on here. Favorite motion picture, Terminator 2. That makes sense. Favorite dramatic motion picture, Silence of the Lambs. A lot of good stuff on here. Yeah, um, Susan Lucci, favorite female performer in a daytime serial. Good for her, because it took her forever to win that that daytime (laughs) Emmy, so at least she was getting the People's Choice Awards. Yeah, Uh, Julie Roberts and Hook, that's a pretty good one. Um, She won won two, actress in a dramatic motion picture, Dying Young, which I don't know what that is, and then comedy motion picture for Hook, which obviously is one of the greatest movies of all time. It's a big year for, uh, for Julie Roberts. Julia Roberts, yeah. Um, yeah, and then also uh, March 20th, 1992. This is a story I had to look up because I was not very familiar with it. Um, 
So Janice Pennington, do you know that name by any chance? No. She's probably the most famous uh, prices right model ever. She did like five hundred or five thousand like microphone handoffs. So she was like the intro yeah, model yeah. for like a long time. And on this yeah. day, uh, March twentieth, nineteen ninety two, she was awarded one point three million dollars for an accident that happened on prices right. Now I had to look this up. Um, the accident actually happened uh, four years before nineteen eighty eight is when it happened. Um, but even before that, some weird stuff happened with, uh, with what I say her name was, uh, Janice Pennington. Janice Pennington. Yeah. So the first thing, uh, 1976, there was an episode going on and, uh, the host was Dennis James at the point and, um, cliffhangers, the game where the little like, the guy like falls off the end of the cliff, right? Yeah. 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 Um, the host Dennis James referred to the mountain climber character as Fritz. He just named him Fritz that episode, <laughs> unaware that Pennington's husband was named Fritz and that Fritz had disappeared while mountain climbing in the mid 1970s. That's that's all. That's an unfortunate. That's an unfortunate coincidence, I guess. Collection of events. So, yeah, yeah. That, it, it keeps going. So, um, as the contestant that was playing the game at the time, the mountain climber game, uh, lost and like the little like yodeler goes off the top of the cliff, uh, James shouted, there goes Fritz, causing uh, Janice Pennington to run off the stage, crying for the remainder of the episode, and uh, like, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Poor woman. That, that That's a shame. That's... That's now, now that's not why she got 1.3 million dollars though the 1.3 million dollars this is june in 1988 where a uh, a camera hit pennington knocking her unconscious she was taken to the hospital and uh the taping of the episode resumed after a 45 minute break but pennington's uh resulting surgery left her with scars and one shoulder shorter than the other. And as a result, she could no longer wear swimsuits on the show. And they had to get a substitute model to fill in for her. That's why she was given $1.3 million. I mean, she probably maybe, got more. I guess. Maybe, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, it's a good amount, especially back, well, back then. Yeah. Because, yeah, back in the 80s, yeah. Not her- and this is, I'm looking at a picture of her. She's 100%. Anyone who's watched Prices Price is Right would recognize will recognize Janice Pennington. She is the one of the most well-known, recognizable of the models on the show. So that accident happened in 1988. Her last episode of the show was in 2000. She kept doing it for another 12 years. Yeah. I'm looking at her Wikipedia page too. Did you did you read what she speculated her husband was doing when he disappeared? No, disappeared? no, 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 no. Evidently, she was speculated that he was helping the CIA establish um, mountain bases along the Afghan-Pakistan border and had, had died during a battle with uh, Russians. Okay. Yeah, pretty intense. So, uh, movies and music. What was number one this week? <laughs> No changes. Wayne's World and uh, Mr. Big to be with you. So last week for both. We'll have new things okay. next week, but Wayne's World. Oh, so we are going to have new ones at GalaxyCon. So that's fun. We will. We will. We will. You right? You, um, you have to be ready to sing sing the song at GalaxyCon, whatever it happens to be. Oof. I don't know if I know this song. I have, I have to listen to it to see if I recognize it. Okay. Um. All Bur- right. Birthdays. Two birthdays. Two birthdays. Same day, March seventeenth. Uh, Mr. Patrick Duffy. 
Uh, of course, Frank from Step by Step. He'll be turning 73. So you, think he, uh, you think he was watching the People's Choice Awards on his birthday? I think he was there. I'm, I'm sure he was there. Yeah, I bet Suzanne nominated. Summers did win, right? He was probably yeah, nominated. Yeah, I bet he was nominated. Yeah. For best, yeah. best male actor mm-hmm. in a new comedy series, probably. Probably. And he lost to Tim, what's his name? Tim Allen. Tim the Toolman Taylor? Yeah. Tim Allen. There you go. Uh, and also Rebecca Arthur, who is Marianne from Step by Step. Or, excuse me, Perfect Strangers. Um, her birthday is also the 17th. So happy birthday, Rebecca. And she, I would love to get, we should try really hard to get her and Jennifer on the show. Given we got a lot of time this summer to kill. Yeah, that'd be fun, right? To have yeah, them both on? I think so. I think it'd be great. Yeah, let's reach out to them. That's all I got. Um, all right. That's for birthdays. So like we said, this is a uh, Dinosaurs Week. We're only talking about dinosaurs. We're talking about a two-parter episode called uh, Nuts to War, part one and part two. Um, go watch them, and uh, we're going to talk about them right now. So it starts off uh, the first part. We've got... Wait, wait, before we get into Whoa, the episode, I want to... I just want to... Okay. Com- I, I want to comment on the name of the episode, because Nuts to War. So yeah. it's based on a actual, I guess, quote, I'm going to say quote from General Anthony Clement McAuliffe, okay. uh, who was an American general. Um, the German army requested the American troops surrender um, at Bast- Bastogne. I don't know how to say it. Somewhere in France, I assume, um, during the Battle of the Bulge in, in 1994. And his response was simply nuts. Um, and, the, and it made me remember, do you remember that show Jericho? Did you watch Jericho when it was on? Chris Jericho, yeah. Not Chris Jericho, not, oh. not the walls of Jericho, just just Jericho. It was the one about the United States uh, no. got bombarded by nuclear weapons. No. Um, so it got canceled after like two seasons, maybe even one season. And there was a write-in campaign by the fans of the show where they sent nuts to ABC, CBS, whatever the, whatever the channel was. And they just sent thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of nuts to the to the network. And they ended up picking it back up for like another two seasons or something like that. Uh, but it was because the of the same. Too many nuts. It was because of the same quote, this quote nuts from this general during World War II that this episode is subsequently titled after. So I, I think it's fun. I think it's interesting. I'm going to I'm going to put you in charge of filling me in and all on all of these like little inside jokes on this episode. I feel like that. I'm I don't know mention. all of them. Okay. There's, this is a very. Yeah, it's a dense episode. There's a, I took a ton of notes for these episodes. Yeah, there's a lot. All right. So yeah. after the theme song for the first episode, we come back to uh, Earl and Robbie. They're watching uh, a game show called Answer the Question. Uh, Earl runs out of pistachios at this point. So this is our first reference to n- the name of the episode, Nuts to War, and also, I guess, the symbolic reference of what nuts is going to end up meaning later on. But um, he's out of pistachios. Well, yeah, it starts the conversation. Yeah. He's out of pistachios. He gets mad. He tells Fran that uh, it's all her fault that he ran out of nuts. She didn't get him nuts at the store. <laughs> And uh, he's mad at her for not getting him more. Then there's a news alert, and we find out that, um, well, yeah, they, this is where they talk about why the world is out of nuts or there's a nut shortage, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, this is where we find out that it's not just Fran, and that there's nowhere, nowhere nuts can be found nowhere, and that it's because the four-legged dinosaurs have invaded the swamp where pistachios are grown and they're they're withholding the nuts from the two-legged dinosaurs there are this is a very it's it's eerie to watch the have watched these two episodes now yeah like there's just a lot of parallels there's a lot of references i mean obviously when this episode came out when these episodes came out it was really in reference more to desert storm and the war in the middle east but 
come on. I mean, come on. So pista- like, the, pistachios, are they using pistachios to be like petroleum? Is that why they put oil. pistachios? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to represent oil. Yeah, that's the metaphor. And then, um, so there's a war, obviously, that's going to happen. Um, and it's between the four-legged dinosaurs and the two-legged dinosaurs. Um, I Obviously, like, uh, most of the main characters on the show are two-legged. So, like, Roy and Earl, right. all the Sinclairs are two-legged. Um, everyone everyone I- we see is, except the only, like, regularly occurring character to this point that's four-legged is Monica, who we do see, who, you know, her, her being a four-legged dinosaur does come up in this episode. But she's really the only four-legged dinosaur that we have regularly seen. Yeah, so there's a big, like, um, I don't know, disagreement about pistachios or gasoline or oil or whatever you want to say and uh that's kind of what this episode is playing into so we get a little um intro kind of thing um we find out that this episode yeah it's like a big epic scroll that like goes like star wars style that goes along on the tv yeah and then they're gonna the way they're gonna set up these episodes is it's gonna be like a mini series which was kind of weird like it didn't really need this i didn't think well, it's a it's a joke. I mean, the whole thing is to make it this epic, epic like event. It, I mean, it's only two episodes and it's dinosaurs, but it, it's it's just all part of the satire of making kind of war into this epic, you know, watch it on TV type special event. Yeah. So the miniseries is called Nuts to War, which is the name of the episode as well, and it shows that it has like a cast of characters and it's just starring all the Sinclair yeah, family right. and like all their friends and everything. Um, and then shows uh, part one. So it's not only going to be a two-part episode. We're going to have different parts within these episodes. So part one is Nuts in Jeopardy. And it starts off. Now we just it just seems like a regular Dinosaurs episode after they do these intros, though. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts off. Uh, Earl is arguing with Fran still about pistachios. And um, Robbie has the uh, point of view that uh, it's no big deal. It's like it's it's not a big deal that uh, he's out of pistachios. Like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, eat cashews, eat walnut or pecans. And, and Earl's like, no, I need pistachios. So then we go to the job site where Earl works and he's complaining to all of his coworkers and friends about uh, not having pistachios. Um, Someone mentions that the cost of pistachios is going up 50 cents a pound, which is like in reference to like raising gas prices and stuff like that. And then um, Earl says he's not going to pay it, but he's like, oh, wait, I got to pay it. Like, just like everyone, like, I'm not going to pay for gas, but oh, wait, I got to pay for gas. Get something I need. You got to pay for gas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They talk about uh, nut rationing, and um, then they all go into Ridgefield's office um, because they know that the chief elder is going to be giving like his speech about the current status of the war and everything, so they all want to go in there and watch it. Yeah, something else that happens here, too, that I think is, it's, it's definitely part of the whole metaphor, is that they, the, the, the guys at the work, they start making jokes about the four-legged oh, dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Which really, I mean, it's a metaphor for how, how you know, they, it's basically they're being racist against the four-legged dinosaurs because now that they're at war with them, they think less of them and they just start, you know. Yeah, and I mean, like, now or even back in 92, I mean, you can remember, like, Desert Storm stuff and how, like, racist America was to, like, everyone over there, just, like, name-calling and just, like, horrible yeah. things. 
still happens. Um, so yeah, at this point, too, I mean, they haven't referenced it as a war yet. That's kind of what this um, chief elder's speech does. But again, he doesn't reference it as war. He calls it the "We Are Right" movement. And if you think about it, "We Are Right" W A R. I mean, it's there, but they don't actually call it war till much later in the episode. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is almost like the first kind of conflict of this nature that's ever happened because they don't they don't have a word for it. It's you know. It's an operation, funny enough. So, so um, what did I write? Today, oh, like uh, in the speech that the elder's giving, he's like, today we're going to launch the We Are Right campaign. Tomorrow we're going to start recruiting. And uh, we're going to recruit not from all of the uh, people who are doing important things in the country. We're going to report. We're going to recruit all the teenagers and all the boys. And uh, that's where. And the poor people. Oh, and the poor people, so they said too. The teenage boys, yeah, the teenage boys and the poor. Great. Um, and then someone says, oh, Roy says, uh, oh, what a great distraction from all the complications of domestic issues that we're having right now. Oh, on the nose. This is, it's, just, it's almost uncomfortable talking to you about these episodes. Yeah, so the next scene goes back to uh, the Sinclair's home. Um Fran is giving baby uh, a caveman cracker, just like an animal cracker cookie, and um, yeah, because he finished his juice and he wants another one, but he won't say please. And Fran's like, "Oh, well, you're not getting another one until so you say the magic word." And then out of the wall, a cookie creature comes out and steals the cookie right from baby's hand. Yep, and baby is like, "A creature stole my cookie," and Fran's like, "Okay, we, I don't believe you." So you'll have to figure it out and, and work it out with the creature. Yeah, and that's going to keep going throughout both these episodes. So Earl comes home, um, and he's all excited about the war now. He The first thing he says is, what a leader. And then uh, they find out here, too, that Robbie has been called down to go to the Selective Service. He's being recruited into the war. And uh, Fran is worried that uh, the We Are Right campaign is going to get out of hand at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, that's exactly what's, that's the concern that her son is going to this, this swamp in the middle of nowhere and no one knows what's going to happen. Um, so a little later, Robbie and his friend, I couldn't remember the name of his friends, like Spike. 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 That's right. Robbie and Spike are now in uniform. They've got like these military uniforms that look like ridiculous. And uh, Robbie suggests uh, maybe they should be in something a little less flashy. And um, he's also now at the point where he's kind of like against the whole idea of war, where he suggests uh, maybe negotiation should happen before we just start fighting <laughs> each other. Tr- Has anybody tried talking to anybody? Um, so they get ready to head out. Um, and then Earl wishes them luck. He's excited for him. He's like, go get him, guys. Do this for our country. And Fran, of course, is, uh, like, nervous and sad about the whole thing. And then there's a joke here, too, where Earl says, uh, nothing can harm our boys as long as they're wearing our flag. And then they turn around, and their flag is just a giant target on their back. Yeah, we basically find out what the flag of this dinosaur world looks like, and it, like you said, is a giant target. So Earl and Fran, Fran send them off. They're going off to war. And then we go to part two, Nuts in Contention. And we get another news break from uh, DNN, the Dinosaur News Network. We are now in day five of the We Are Right campaign. Yeah, and one thing I guess that we should mention too is the initial idea behind the war is that the two-legged 
dinosaurs are going to go and they're going to just do some hissing and spitting and try to scare the four-legged dinosaurs away. So the, they're, that's the extent of the engagement that the, the leaders have kind of expressed to people. Yeah, and the newscaster um, gives like a dramatic recreation using like little dinosaur toys. He's like, this this is all too graphic to show on TV, so we're going to do a dramatic <laughs> Yeah, recreation. they won't let them show the video. So yeah. it's just like him like marching some dinosaurs towards each other and I think just like hissing and spitting, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And they actually have like, there's like squirting water at each other. Uh, the baby tries to catch the cookie creature once again, um, but the cookie creature is much smarter than baby, puts a uh, match in his toes and uh, tries to, I guess, burn his foot or I guess drop the cookies, the main yeah. thing. Like he's got to grab the match to put out the match, which will then drop the cookie. And uh, he doesn't do it. So he gets burned and like launches himself into the sink where uh, Fran then gives him a bath. Gives him a bath. That's it. Um, so we then go to a next scene, um, shows Fran getting, or no, it shows, uh, Charlene getting home, right? Charlene's coming home. Yeah. They're looking for, she's kind of letting Fran know that they're looking for girls to go to the front line to entertain the troops. It's the USO, except in this example, it is the uninhibited sisters of other guys. Um, and they're going to go and support, you know, support the, the front line. Yeah. And Charlene's excited about it. Something she thinks that she can do and she's, uh, she's ready to go do it. So do what she can for her uh, for her two legged kind. Yeah, and then we see, we also here see like some commercials on TV where uh, wacky. There's a, uh, some some businesses, Wacky Blue, Stan's House of Stereo, and they're all like using the war as a way to sell their products and like capitalize on on what's going on. Yeah, and Fran's pretty upset about that. Like she does not like that they're using yeah. the war to uh, to sell products now. Like you said. Yeah. And uh, Ethel says, well, don't worry about it. No one's stupid enough to uh, to fall for that. <laughs> and then as she says that, Earl comes in and he's wearing like all kinds of uh, We Are all Right merch. merch uh, light up hat I think he's got on. And he's super excited. He's like, oh, yeah, people in the streets are selling it. So he's got all that going on. The only thing missing is the trading cards. The playing cards, right? Both. I had the. Uh, I still have them somewhere. I know. My, my desert. We, storm we've talked about them on the cards. show before. Yeah. I think I know where they are. Maybe. Um, so I had the trading cards when I was a kid. But. Earl turns on the TV. Uh, there's another news update. Um, I, I guess the uh, the commentator. I forget what his name is. Like hand up me or something like that. Howard hand up me. Howard hand up me. He freaks out. Like something something happened, but he doesn't say it, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry." Uh, well, he gets he gets like a new he gets like a piece of paper and he reads it and freaks out when he reads the piece of paper. But then he's like, oh, that that was nothing. Don't, like, oh, just no, don't worry move about it. On. So uh, yeah. something obviously is going on with the uh, we are right. Um, we go back to the job site. Earl is uh, asking the guys about like the news blackout and wondering if anyone else is concerned because the news just went off the air right when they uh, got the yeah, update. Yeah. Yeah, and there's another thing here too because what the what's happening is all the guys who were like gung ho about the war the day before and like I let's go let's go take care of those four leggers now they're all like oh I wanted to go but I've got you know I can't salute or I've I've got this problem or this like really you know that whole like acting real tough and then when it comes down to actually standing up for it not doing anything I did like the uh, that the I can't salute joke because it's with Roy because he's got little arms yeah. <laughs> That was um, a good one, but in general, it was a bunch of lame stuff that these, you know, these guys were using as excuses not to actually go fight. Yeah, Earl is showing the most concern though. Like he's actually concerned about like what's going on. Yeah. Um, everyone thinks he's it crazy, and uh, tr- he tries to like play it off like, "Oh, don't worry about it. I'm not there." So 
Earl's obviously changing his whole view of this whole thing. But then we go back to uh, Fran, Fran, and she's... Uh, well, there's a couple other things. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go back, because what what we also find out is that there's a rumor going around that, they, uh, that they've started to throw sticks at the front line, which is an, is an upgrade and like an escalation of, of violence, I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, because they thought it was in hissing and spitting. It was, it was only supposed to be sticks. that. Now we're throwing sticks and, yeah. and dirt, I think, too. Do we find that out here? Well, I, we're not a dirt yet. That's the uh, that's the next. Okay. I think that's a different escalation. But um, they also the guys at work kind of get down on Earl for try, for for him suggesting that that the war is not going well and that it's not we're, they're not getting like the real information. So they they gang up on him and Earl has to kind of like really backtrack to try to get the guys to leave him alone. Uh, now we go home. Back to the house. Friends getting Charlene dressed in her USO outfit. Um, she doesn't really want to see her go, but um, she want, But Charlene wants to do it. Uh, Monica's there too. She's peeping her head through the uh, back door. And like we mentioned, Monica's the only four-legged dinosaur that anyone's friends with. Um, Earl and Roy get home, and this is where we get like the call out. Like uh, you're a four-legged dinosaur. You're a traitor. Like uh, they're just calling her names and being mean to her and. I mean, pretty much racist to her because she's not two-legged. Right. And then Roy realizes he's still in love with her and can't only be, but so mean. Yeah, and Earl continues to be mean to her. So, special report yeah. now. Back on the TV, we've got uh, Hand Up Me is uh, getting questions. He's like, oh, no, no, it's not. It's a, it's like a general now at this point, right? It's like, a general. Yeah, it's a general. But it's, it's live on DNN. They're from the front lines at the Swampside Holiday Inn. And uh, basically they're like, you know, taking questions from the, the media, but they're all, the media is only allowed to ask the questions that the, that the military given. has provided. Yeah. Um, and this is also where we find out that, that now they are using dirt clods. There's video of dirt clods being used, but they won't, they're not allowed to show it. So I think the first reporter asks like, how is our side doing? And then he's like, uh, <laughs> tells him, oh, you can't ask that question. And he's like, all right. right, and someone right. says, "All right, well, I'll, I'll ask uh, question number three. And uh, <laughs> doesn't even say what the question is. He just says number three. Yeah. It's like ordering food at a Chinese restaurant. And then this is also where we find out too that um, someone, one of the reporters, asks, "Can we just shorten? We are right to W A R." And then he's like, "Well, how would you uh, say yeah. that?" And he's like, "War, war." And this is the first war. This is the first ever use of the word war, pretty much. Right. Right. Uh, we've got the reports of the dirt being thrown, like you said, and then uh, Earl and Roy are commenting on uh, how their side's throwing sticks, and Fran wants Earl to go get Robbie. She's like, this isn't happening anymore. Go get our son. Go bring him back home. Is this where she says, like, give, call him and tell him to meet you at the front of the parking lot, and you'll go pick up? Like, like basically, like he, she can, he can just drive up to the front line, pick up Robbie, and bring him home like he's at the mall or something. Yeah, and then Earl's like, uh, no one's allowed on the front line except our boys and Charlene says well and girls like me too and then uh, cuts Earl and Roy they are now in USO gear they're gonna dress in drag and go try to save Robbie in what we find out is gonna be part two of this two-parter part two so that was part one yep that's it and they uh, they do they do show a, like a next week on montage but uh, that's part one Yep, so we get the next week, we come back, uh, part two now, we get a theme song, uh, they do a recap of what happened, because obviously these aired two weeks apart from each other, and we go right into it, part three, Nuts at the Front is what we're calling part three. Nuts at the Front. So, um, it starts off right at the USO show, um, 
they've got a comedian up there who's really bad, just like reading off of like a car cue cards or whatever. And then Earl and Roy are shown backstage, uh, dressed in their drag USO costumes, making plans on how they're going to get Robbie out of there. Yeah, and the the comedian is supposed to kind of have some semblances to to Bob Hope. He's got the like uh, you know the the writing crop, I guess is what it is. The Bob Hope carried around. I think that's what he was. Some kind of like stick thing that Bob Hope would always hold when he was doing USO shows. Okay. Um, but yeah, the rest of them are backstage. Charlene's getting nervous. She doesn't know which if she can do it. And then Roy or Earl points out all just remember, just think of everybody in the audience naked. And she's like, hundreds of boys naked, and she's ready to go. Yep. Uh the announcer calls for the Sinclair sisters, is what they're being called, and they go out, they do a um like a group dance, and like the crowd's into it. Like they keep showing like crowd shots and like everyone's cheering and like really excited that they've got the Sinclair sisters there in front of them. Uh, and then we get like a, a solo song from Earl, who's uh, what what song is this? A song that I should know. All right. So what they do is they start with Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, and then they go into Earl doing Falling in Love Again, which is a Marlene Dietrich song. Um, and then they finish with Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree, which is an Andrew Sister song. And the and the the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy is basically Andrew Sisters as well. So th- those were the three songs that they do. So they finish the third song. They go backstage. Um, Earl mentions to Roy that they didn't see Robbie anywhere. And he's like, I'm going to go out and look for him. But as he's trying to go look for him, um, he's stopped and very much sexually harassed by uh, another general in the uh, military. <laughs> he, he is. And and um, and Earl successfully pawns him off on Roy. And Roy's like, yeah, well, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Roy's kind of oblivious. The general guy's like trying to use like his rank as power and like getting Earl in bed yeah. or something. And Earl um, sends him over to Roy and uh, uses him as a distraction. And uh, then he's able to get out and go look for Robbie. Exactly. So back at the Sinclair house, we've got Fran and Monica there. They're watching the news um, that's talking real bad about like all the four leggers at this point. Like, uh, just saying horrible. Well, and things. it's also sponsored by. Well, it's it's propaganda that's sponsored by We Say So. So it's it's all it's full on. Earl's job is is promoting the propaganda. Uh, during this, the baby tries to uh, blow up the cookie creature, who then returns fire and uh, makes like some dynamite or something explode on baby, who gets launched across the room and enjoys it, of course, and says again. Uh, we then go back to the war zone. Now we are on the uh, in the pits or something. I don't know what they call them, but uh, in the trenches. The trenches. In the trenches. That's what they're it called, is. They're called trenches. Yep. Uh, Earl's looking for Robbie. Um, there's a soldier there that wants uh, that warns Earl that it's super dangerous that he needs to get out there because Earl's still dressed in drag at this point too, right? Yeah, and you can clearly see that there are in fact sticks flying and and clouds of dirt and everything that they said was happening is happening. Uh, Earl eventually finds Robbie, tries to get him to go home, but um, he's uh, trying, he's telling Robbie that this war isn't what they were told that it was going to be. And then um, there's a sergeant there that gets hit uh, with a stick. This is the second time he's gotten hit with a stick. I think he already has an eye patch on from he already has one. a bandage over one eye. Yeah, now he's now he's completely blind. This sergeant, by the way, is, is played by G.W. Bailey, who you would recognize from a, a number of things. Most famously, though, he was Lieutenant Harris in Police Academy, which if you're rusty oh, under yeah, Police yeah, Academy, yeah. he's like the he's like the main I don't want to say I don't know if villains the right word, but the main like foil against the rest of the Police Academy guys. He's like he's the, the old suck guy. up to the commandant, the older guy. He's like the suck up to the commandant. 
that always carries the, the writing crop and is kind of like a jerk to the the, nor- the rest of the cast of Police Academy. Yeah, so this sergeant, um, after he gets hit by the second stick, he's like, oh, I can't do it anymore. I got to go home. And he ends up promoting Robbie to sergeant immediately. He's the first and person. Robbie at this point is, yeah, well, first person he hears. Um, and Robbie is gung-ho. At this point, he is, he is bought into the war and he is ready to go. Yeah, so... Um, Robbie uh, kind of starts like reiterating like all these feelings that his dad had told him earlier in the episode when his dad was all gung ho for the war. And like, like you said, he's really into it now. And he uh, gathers the troops and leads them uh, out of the trenches and into uh, a battle is what it looks like. Exactly. So then we got uh, nuts to war part four. Um, the price of nuts day 15. We've got another uh, report from uh, DNN. And uh, Fran's watching, and she goes over to the fridge and grabs something, and all of the creatures that are in the fridge are, like, patriotic. They've all got, like, the Target uh, yeah. flags hanging and on, out. Yeah, on the DNN report, it, they're like, everything is going great. And here's a list of people that are against the war, like, reading a list of, of I guess, people that are against the what's going on. Two of the names that stuck out to me were Fonda and Zappa, which are obviously Jane Fonda and Frank Zappa, who are famous you know anti-war uh protesters so yeah i figured I, I, a lot I of those assume, names were probably yeah human Others. names or whatever yeah 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 those were the only two that i that i recognized immediately but i'm sure like you said i'm sure the others were references to people uh earl gets home at this point without robbie um tells fran that uh he couldn't get robbie to come home robbie's like all about the war now and he's uh leading his troops and uh he oh then he like closes the windows because he's like we can't let anyone know how we feel about this but uh obviously earl and fran are both very much against the war now yeah yeah they have they they the the truth of war has come home to their living room so now they're trying to figure out how to how to fight it yep and uh earl's telling fran how robbie doesn't want to come home and then we get another gnn update um he starts to say that uh, they got reports that a young sergeant was killed, and then um, he doesn't say the name of who it was, though, because he says something like uh, that it wasn't supposed to be read, like he accidentally read this uh, update. So now, right. of course, Earl and Fran are worried that Robbie might have been killed because their son is a young sergeant. Yeah, and we also, and this is again another escalation. Someone's died. They're using stones now as well as sticks. So it's just, everything's going downhill. Yep, so then we go to the job site. Um, Earl is now protesting the war. He's got his own sign. Um, did you write down what it said? Because I didn't. I did. It says, so there's Peace, two sides right? of it. Well, one side is we are wrong, spelled R-O-N-G. Uh, so that's the one side. So war, again, the acronym, but we are wrong. Uh, and then the other side is peace, pistachio eaters against chief elder. Peace. Um, so yeah, he's protesting right in the middle of the job sites and, uh, everyone else, like all of his coworkers do not think that he should be doing it. Uh, Ridgefield calls for him. He goes into the office and, uh, Ridgefield kind of explains to him that this war is not about nuts. It's about money. And, uh, he actually tells Earl at this point too, you know, all those trees that you've been knocking down. Well, that's how, uh, all those sticks are being given out to, uh, to the, uh, 
I guess, to the fighters. And uh, those stones over there that you're pulling up, those two, we're actually making these weapons here at this job site, and we're selling them to both sides. To both sides. This is the the reality of war. The rich get rich, and the poor go to war and die. <laughs> so. Um. Then we have uh, another update from the Elder in Chief, right? Right, exactly. Um, he starts to blame the press for the war, and uh, no, he blames the press for the death of the the sergeant because they, nobody was supposed to know about that. So oh. if the press hadn't hadn't released that, then nobody would know. And then so the, he blames them. Then the war. Elder in Chief uh, calls for an end of the war, right? Yeah, he says we're gonna stop. It's over. It says we're going to stop and we are going to cut all the capital gains tax, which uh, upsets Ridgefield, Ridgefield because now he's losing out on money. And uh, Earl is shown uh, a little sad now that he realizes what he's work, working for, I guess. Well, I think also what Earl, and we, I think he gets into this a little bit later, but really what Earl happens here is he's like, he comes to understand that like, why? So what was the point? You're just going to end the war like that. There's no resolution. Like nothing happened. What's what's the meaning of all this? So we go back to the Sinclair house. Um, the uh, baby's there again. He goes after the uh, cookie creature. And yeah, he's like actually in the wall. He's gotten into the wall trying to find this cookie creature. That's right. He goes into the hole in the wall, goes after him. He's and he's dressed in like full camo, like he like he's going to war yeah. is what they're trying to show. Um, he finds the cookie creature. He's about to uh, smash him with a hammer. And as he's about to do it, he sees that the cookie creature actually has a couple of babies in the little nest with him. And um, he tells the cookie creature, you know what? You can keep it. So he has changed yeah. his, his, uh, his intentions. The cookie creature is using the cookie as food for the babies. And that's kind of the important thing here is that he's just trying to feed his kids. Yeah. And baby sees it and he's like, you know what? Keep it. Um, yep. So then we go to a uh, shot with uh, the family, minus Robbie, of course, watching the news. Uh, we find out that leaders from both sides have now agreed to uh, equally share all of the pistachios. And um, the only problem is that they destroyed them all during all the fighting. Yep. Most of them have been destroyed. Um, so they also still, they announced they still don't have the name of the sergeant that was killed. So... Fran gets upset. She turns off the TV. Uh, Ethel blames uh, men and their precious pistachios for being the reason that war happened in the first place. And then uh, Earl says that, uh, you know what, I'll just eat cashews if I have to. And then he uh, goes over, eats some, and is like, whoa, if I would have known about these things uh, a month ago, this never would have happened. <laughs> but not that bad. Uh, Robbie then gets home. So everyone's excited. Uh, Robbie has returned from war. He has not been killed. He's not the sergeant they were talking about. Everyone is hugging him, super happy that he's there. But Robbie is like, no, I don't want to be back. Like, we could have won this thing. I could have I could have succeeded. We could have killed these guys. And Earl tells that him. That guy that died was just some new guy. He didn't, he didn't mean anything. Yeah, and Earl tells him that uh, fighting is not going to solve anything. And Robbie talks about, right. well, me and a bunch of guys, we actually decided that we're going to go back in the army. We're going to be ready next time this happens. And Earl's like, no, you're not. You're going to be a kid. You're going to go to school. You're going to do the normal teenage things. You're going to have a normal kid life. They hug. And he says, uh, Robbie, it's over. You're home. And that's the end of the episode. 
That's it. Yeah. So there was a, there was a uh, credit General H. Norman Conquest, who was uh, voiced by Jason Alexander. The only general is the one that uh, sexually harasses Earl, but it didn't sound like Jason Alexander. So I don't know if maybe he had a part that got cut or if that. Because you really said the guy from the press him. conference is the police academy guy, right? Yeah. 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 No, no, no. The guy, the blind sergeant is the. So maybe, is the one maybe it's the police academy the, guy. I mean, maybe it's, it could yeah, be. The press conference neither guy. of them sounded like Jason Alexander to me. So I had a little bit of trouble, like trying to figure out who they were referencing, but he's credited in okay. the, in the credits. So we'll, we'll get him on the were, show. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we will. Jason Alexander, he's lined up. Uh, yeah. So anyways, those were tough episodes to talk about and watch just because like that stuff never changes and it's going on right now. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow. Galaxy Con. Tomorrow. Come <laughs> out and, uh, come out and watch us. Like we'll we talk said. About more fun stuff. Yeah, it's probably a more lighthearted dinosaurs tomorrow. Maybe. Uh what, let me see. I have already watched it. Uh I can't remember. Let's see. What, what, what did I say? What, what was the name of it again? I don't know. Oh, it's it's better. It's it, it's still this is like the dinosaur. I don't know if maybe this era is when kind of it oh, it always has been, but like the issues that are in dinosaurs are always poignant and are always like, oh, God, I'm, I'm glad they find humor in it somehow because we need it. Uh, so. What's a preview? Can you give us a preview of either of the other episodes that we're talking about? Like, is it? Yeah. A, uh, so like, like, so step by step is which one? I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Like what the what the episode number is? No. Like, what is like the theme of the episode? Like, is it like the yeah, one? Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Step by step. Season one, episode 21. Frank is about to turn 40. Uh, Carol's worried about midlife crisis. Okay. Uh, Dinosaur season two. Uh, this is another baby's about to get named. Elder dies. They got to find a new elder. Okay. Uh, no idea what baby talks about. Season two, episode 21. <laughs> it's the only one you haven't watched. Um, I haven't watched. I haven't watched it yet. I'll watch it before before the uh, before we record, but I have no idea what it's about. Cool. Um, so yeah, come see us tomorrow night. Uh, thanks once again to Keenan for doing the theme song for us this week. Yeah, Keenan, thanks. Well, uh, if we can play one live at Galaxy Con, we'll probably play one of the classics or something like that. But um, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, what else is going on? Anything else? Uh, follow us on all social media. I don't even know if we said that at yeah. the beginning of the episode. I don't think we did. At TGIF Cast. Uh, YouTube, just search two guys in the Fridays. If you want to email us anything, uh, that's probably the quickest way to get a hold of us, maybe. Uh, TGIFcast at gmail.com. Yep. Tomorrow, March 19th, 8.15, Richmond Convention Center. E- E23A, E if, if, if that doesn't change, which it could. You don't know, I don't know. It could, but it probably won't. E23A, come see us. We'll be there. We're looking forward to it. Yep. So, All right, man. Anything else, Steve? No. See you tomorrow. Have a good night. Have a good week. You got it, dude. It's Friday night and the mood is right. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. TGIF. TBA Podcast.